0: Praise the Lord. Uh, it's good to be back here. Thank you. Um, it's so funny. Pastor Rick has just come from my country, and I come to his city in this country. So it's like I, 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 I gave him over there. Praise the Lord. We thank God for what God is doing on the face of the earth today. And uh, we look at the way things are happening around the world. And my prayer and desire is that we perceive what God is doing. And spiritually have the understanding. And this morning as I was praying yesterday, I wanted a word that resonates with what God is doing in this place. and What God wants to speak to you today is to be the church that is full of the word. Because the things that attract God in our life, one, number one is to have his word. And so we'll read in Colossians 3.16, it says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual and, uh, songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by Him. Um, I will uh, give a few more scriptures because I I want you to understand the Word of God today. But the Bible is telling us that God desires that the Word of God dwells in you richly. You know, because today there are so many things that are dwelling in people's hearts. And because of that, it has limited what God can do in our lives. Why? Because we hear words of men, words of uh, newspaper, news media, all these things are coming, and we are full of doctors' report. Things are coming in our way that we are full of so many things. But God is counseling us today. Let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. Why? Because when you read in uh, Jeremiah one twelve. the Bible says, the Lord watches over his word to perform. Yeah. So what is in your life that would attract God to come in your way? Hallelujah. Is there a word in you? I have observed in the Bible, any time God has moved tremendously to change the nation, he has moved according to the promise he has given. A fulfillment to the word is given somebody. Or Rick is going all over the world to to preach these things and do what he's doing. He had a word way before. He didn't wake up one day and he decided he's going to the nation with sports things. There's a word that God gave. And the response to that word is what gives grace for things to happen. Praise the name of the Lord. And so today I challenge you, what do you have in you? Is fear richly dwelling in you? anxiety and worries that fills you up or the promises that are in the word of God. We have been a church that have known prophecy and prophetic words we have been abused so many times in the church today. But the, the intention of prophetic word was to give you a preview of what is coming so you prepare yourself to pray, so you align yourself to what God is about to do. It was not just for us to feel good. Because God will not do anything until he has revealed his word to his prophets. And when he does that, he's summoning you, your prayer life should align to what he's saying. And so, I challenge you, this is basic. We will never be apostolic or prophetic until we understand the basic word of God. If it's not in us, we will never be fruitful. We'll never do much. Because God follows his word to perform. He said he sent his word and they shall not return to him void. But they shall prosper into that which he has sent it. Would you embrace the word of God in your life? Don't just read the Bible. I will give you how to make the word of God come alive in you. But first you need to be a woman, a man of the word. That is what will feed your prayer life. That is what will feed your decisions and choices in life. Because if you don't, others will make choices for you. Hallelujah! I stand today in this wonderful nation at crisis of so many things, and you asking yourself questions: What what happened to us? Some of you are lamenting your. Traditional ways of doing things and the way the world is seeming to slip away from you. The way things are changing rapidly and you don't know how to fit into what is happening around us. I want you to know that crisis may not just go away. We've seen people who have not only survived but derived into a political hostile environment like Joseph in Egypt. The reason he was in Egypt and rose to prominent prosperity is he had a dream, he had a word from God. Hallelujah! We are not to be afraid of what people are doing. We need to be afraid that we are empty of word, because if we don't have the word, a word from God, what will He come to perform in us? Joseph endured so many contradicting things. He went through a lot of circumstances were not pleasant, but he held on on the dream. A word from God that he shall rise and be a leader. Hallelujah. And because of that, when the fullness of time came, God came over him. And from the mouth of the, that king of Egypt, Pharaoh, he said, Where can we find a wise man like you to do what we just told us? He was able to solve the problem, to solve the ritual that had plagued the nation. that didn't understand the dream. The king could not understand where the, everything is going. But God gave him ability to see how the things are going to be happening and he responded and interpreted the dream but first it's because he was a dreamer from the beginning he had a word from god and he's capable of uh, interpreting the word that god is speaking today some of you have prophetic words but you have not endured when you went to the pit you thought god has forgotten you when you went in Potiphar's house you thought when they accuse you for nothing you thought it's over When they throw you in the prison in some way, you thought, God never give up on what he has spoken. He's never a liar. If you have ever received a word from God, it shall be performed. He he doesn't scratch his head and say, well, I say that, but there's a different president in America. So what would I do? Kind of God saw everything before it happens. There is no man that will rise in power or move of power that will make heaven shake. It is established. And what God speaks, he is already aware of everything that is going on. Our focus should be what has God spoken. Not what the world is speaking. Most of us are focused on what the world is speaking. And we are missing out what God is speaking. And in the process, we are losing it. Spending worries and fear. Oh, where are we going? No. We know where we are going. Because what God has said, he will do it. And Joseph rose to Permanent in Egypt. And he said, you thought you sold me, but God sent me. I don't know what circumstance you're, you're going through. You think you know what you're going through, but it's, it will be a different story when the truth is revealed. What seems to be pain will be a joy to remember some days to come. What seems to be rejection will be something you look back and say, God, thank you, it happened. Because all things work as for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things. Not some things. Even painful things. Even good things. All things. God will force things to align to his purpose in your life because you love him and you are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so we find even Daniel in the in a, in a land of exile. Again, again is another political hostile environment but he had a word from god and because of his prayer respond to the prayer of 70 years ago he began to tend the tide of things he rose to prominence because he had a word and that word led him to pray i don't know what word god has given you as a church that you have ignored you want to see certain things happen but you have ignored what god spoke god will never ignore what god spoke if he, wants to, if he wants to do something, he will remember, he will cause you to remember what he spoke to you from the very beginning. He is willing to fulfill that word. And the Bible says, and Daniel knew by words, by books, that the season has come for the Lord to do this and is kind of delaying. So he set himself to pray. And things changed. Prayer does not move God that easily, but prayer that is aligned to his will. We cause God to move. Do you have a word that you have put on the shelf somewhere because things are not going the way you wanted it to be? Did God speak to you a word and now it seems it's impossible, it's going to happen? It is impossible to you. You see, when God spoke to Abraham, it was 25 years later and he caused everything to die in his life. I mean, physically, it was impossible. Why would God do that? The Bible says, Sarah had, uh, the womb of Sarah was dead. And I come to the end of being a man to get a child. But that is when God comes. He glories in your weakness, not in your strength. Hallelujah. He has purposely allowed us to go through things. And sometimes allow people to reject us that we don't have what it takes. But that is when God moves to do what God will do. Hallelujah. If God has told you, you can do something. Don't so much seek people's opinion as much as his word. What did God say? Hallelujah. And so the man of God prayed. It was a battle. The prince of the power of Pasha and the spiritual realm and other realm. Things were not possible. In humanly speaking, but the angels broke through because of the word he was praying. There's something that is impossible. Do you? It is. All things are possible with those who believe. Two categories of people God, with God, all things are possible. And those who believe, all things are possible. Believe in a God who can do all things, and things will happen. But we don't believe in vacuum, we believe because he has spoken. He spoke a word. And I just come to awaken in you something that God has spoken, that we have ignored or neglected. Go back to your life when you began with the Lord. Most of suddenly, there was that romantic love with God, and God spoke words that you ignore today. The days of your beginning with God, there was such a hunger, such a thirst for God. You sought Him every day. You ran to the Bible study. You sought Him in the Word, and God spoke words. Would you remember where your notes are today? Look into those words, you remember things God spoke to you. You will be surprised what God has promised you that you have ignored. Because the Bible says that you have allowed the cares of this world to choke that word. The things you are going through, the pains and the losses has made you forget, but God has not forgotten. If he would ever move in your life, he's coming because of that word. Hallelujah. He's coming because he already promised you. He has a future designed for you. And all along he's aligning you to that. Because he spoke it. God is a planner. He doesn't wake up and decide to say, "Well, maybe today I will bless Rick today. No, no, no. He already has set in in motion everything concerning you. And he's pushing you left and right to align you to that which he has already set in motion. Your miracle is already in motion. Your healing is possible. The problem is that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. But also in a negative dimension, fear fits when we hear what the, that this is not possible. This is not possible. Or it, it does not become possible. Because it fits our belief and we believe and we never get what God has said. But I want you to dwell on the word. It's where faith comes from. It's where our response comes from. And life will be different. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, the Bible says in Psalms 119 verses 130, that the entrance of God's word gives wisdom and understanding to the symbol. There has to be an entrance. God must, the word must find entrance. It's not just hearing. It must launch Richly in you. It must find entrance into you. And that will bring light. In these days of darkness. We need light. Light of his word. Hallelujah. Sometimes God gets excited when he sees you pressured and you think it's all over. I say, "Now you're, you're almost close to where I want to do something. You think it's over? No, I'm about to do it. You have been doing it now. It's my turn. Hallelujah. You have spent your energy trying, uh, frantically trying to do this and that. Now, let me do it. Hallelujah. For he glories in your weakness, not in your strength. I said God created man in a unique way. Man is a capacity. Man is a prosperity. way God designed him, he created him out of dust. Dust speaks of nothing. The same word, humidity, humus, comes from that word. He is nothing by himself. Because God wanted to be everything in you. He never created you out of gold or diamond. He created you (laughs) out of something that is nothing. Hallelujah. Because dust is dust. But what makes a difference is when God steps in your life, your value changes. He were created in his image to reflect and represent him. That is where our value is. That is where our dignity is. It's not in the things of this world. Hello, And so he purposely created you or built you weak. <laughs> Dust is weak thing. He never created you strong in yourself. Because he wanted partnership with you. That he can exchange his, his strength to your weakness. He wanted walk in partnership with you. Exchange his wisdom for you and everything. In joyful ways. Sharing life with you. Intentionally. You are designed to be weak. Because God wants to share his wisdom with you. You were such a made in such a way that you have the mind, but you can have the mind of Christ. You can have your own free choice to do what you want, but you can choose to have the mind of God too. Imagine what you can accomplish with that. He gave you some physical strength, but you can have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's how he wants us to operate. And that's what man ought always to pray, because we are de- created dependent on God. We are never created to depend on ourselves. The greatest sin, actually, is selfishness, or being self, being yourself, the, sitting on the throne of your life. When you are so full of yourself, you put God out of your life. He has nowhere to enter but when you allow him to take over that's why love is the greatest because love does not think about yourself it thinks about another you focus on some other person other than yourself and when you do that you open up yourself for god to do something but when have you realized the most reason some of us are some of us are disappointed or frustrated it's not sometimes that we are poor but we have compared We've compared our car to somebody's another car. We've compared our house to somebody's house. We, comparison has been the key. You want something for yourself. And in the process, you are frustrated because somebody has something better. Not, not because you don't have. But you have not appreciated what you have in the light of what God is doing. But you want something more because of another. But love seeks the good of an- another pray you love god you you come out of your the lord loved us so much that he never thought of himself he gave himself to, um for us he died in loving us he sacrificed because he loved us and he wants you to begin to learn how your life meaningfully will impact another don't live for yourself it's so you are you are so small for heaven to focus on you. If, if it's just you to eat and live and die, you're okay. He can do it easily. The reason he's frustrating you is because he designed you to touch others. And he wants you to be free so that he can flow through you to impact other people for your life. And therefore, would you allow the word of God dwell in you richly? He told Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see this and this "Well, You've seen it well. I will hasten to perform my word. Hallelujah. I will come. Jeremiah one twenty one twelve. God will be quick to do something. And so he tells us in, in John 14 verse 21 that those who love him obey his commands. If you love me, those who love God must obey his commands. And his commands is his word. That if you love him, he will manifest himself to you. Oh, we are praying for God to move. We are praying for God to do wonderful things, supernaturally move. Then let the word obey his word. Let his word be in you and obey it. And that will, this God will show himself to you. We are a generation who want to feel about some things, but it's, it's not enough until you allow God's word. Because the word and the spirit agree. And if you want the Spirit of God to move, you must have a word. In the beginning, there was chaos and darkness. And the Spirit of God was hovering over chaos. And God spoke. And the Spirit moved. These things work together. You can never bring change without the Word of God. There will be no significant change without the Word of God we have been a generation that's been reduced to be spectators as a church unlike generation before people read the word in the family uh, meals people read the family uh, word of god as family but today we are more spectators in the church and we've been reduced to that because the social media and everything is conditioning us to just see I was speaking to Rich last night. I said, Do you know that people who act doctor have more money than doctors? Even those who in movies who act as Marine are more paid than your Marine, the real one. Why? Because life, people like acting life than real life. We watch people act life and pay them more money than people who are doing the real life and pay them nothing. And that's our generation. No, we call sweet things Peter and Peter things sweet. We have reversed the order of so many things. Can we change it? Hallelujah. Yes, in partnership with God, we can bring change. So what are we going to do? I pray that as a church, we're going to be a church of the word of God. Physically today, don't let what you hear on Sunday service as if it's enough for you. You eat every day to sustain your physical body. You see, the body was taken out of the earth. And everything the body needs come from the earth. Everything. What sustains your body is where it's source. But you are more than the body. Because God breathed in you the breath of life. There is an aspect of you that Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that breath it is from the mouth of God. The word of God is God breathed. And therefore, if you're going to be alive, you need to feed on the breath of God, His word. There is a, you, cannot, you cannot just survive and be spiritually alive as a human being without eating, going to the source. And the second aspect of who you are, the source where is God's word, is God's breath. The word of God is God's breath. You have to feed on it. To sustain the spiritual aspect of you. Because daily you eat for physical aspect. You are careful to eat nutritious food today. People are going, doing marvelous things to keep themselves fit. Wonderful, but what about the spiritual aspect? Godly exercise has profit. But what about spiritual godliness? We've ignored it as a generation. Today, for the sake of our bodies, we've made it a God. It's become a booming business. But spirituality is dying. The aspect of who we are is beginning to die. May God help us be people of understanding and allow his word to dwell in us richly. Hallelujah. This is my word for us, people. Um, I came in America many years ago, and one of the things the world outside looked to America is a great nation, which it is. We taught the word, we read the words of Charles Finney, we read the words of D.L. We read the words of uh, 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 men that paid the price to bring America around. It was not always what you think it was, but somebody paid the price. They were men of prayer, men of the word, the raw words that has caused revival in other countries. But you've ignored your roots. And now you cry, you want change, but you are empty as a nation. Because you need to go back to what made this place what it is, what it was that. God was given space in life. Today, why do we cry in the public, but privately we live as if God doesn't exist? Forget about the governments. You, do you do you make decisions that live like God is alive? Why do you expect the world to honor God and you don't? How can they honor God when you don't honor Him? Reading His Word, you live like a, somebody who has no God in his life, and you make. I think it's Bill Graham who said, if today God lifted his spirit from the church, it will, 90% of activities will continue undisturbed. That's how much we know we love God. We don't care. We do our things. I want you to attune yourself to the word and be sensitive to what God is doing. Personally, I'm speaking to you individually today, not as a corporate. Can you be, make personal life a devotional before the Lord? Because it's a corporate us who are coming from a place of, 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 of fellowship with God that we create momentum together as a community with the things of God. You personally need God. You can blame the past on the pulpit the way you want, but what are you doing with the words He speaks to you every Sunday? Hello? Don't wait for crisis to pray. <laughs> Sometimes we invest. You are very smart people with money. You know how to invest in good stocks and things. And you are preparing for a future. And financially some of you are secure. But are you spiritually secure? Have you invested spiritually to your future? Do you thought that your children will inherit something? The greatest thing Jacob gave his children was not money. He gave them the word. He said, I'm dying, son. You will be this. You will be this. He spoke what he had. Just like Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. What did he have? His spiritual connection with Jesus. And he said, rise and walk. I'm not saying money is bad. It's just that we are skillful in the world of things, but we refuse to be skillful in the things of God, where true life is. We don't invest into the things of God. We invest a lot of money into things that are not valuable. Look at your budget. See how much. I was born, Pastor Rick knows, he just told me, I've been in almost all your churches this morning when they were talking about how many churches we have. It's true, except in Nairobi and a few places. It's been all over the place. But the thing is, I, the reason I grew, I was not in a Bible school anywhere. I decided if God gives me money, 20% I buy books concerning my spiritual whether somebody gives me for food, I will set aside money to buy something that fits my spirit too. And that's how I began to grow. And when God saw my seriousness, he opened open useful books and places, and I began to grow by that. How much of what you have, besides giving in the church, is helping the spiritual man? Or is it just going and raising up and is going and say, "Hey, invest." In the future of your spiritual life too. Sometimes it is not what we tell our children that matters. It's how we live our life that they see. Have you seen little kids? They play husband and wife, mother and this. Nobody told them they see. Sometimes it's not what we say. It's what we, they see that they will copy. Please live before God. Live out his word. let our heart be full of the spirit of god let our mind be flooded with the wisdom from heaven and we will be useful joseph stood in egypt in the beginning they wouldn't even eat with him because he was a foreigner and he was beneath their standard he was a jew he was of no value the rulers of egypt saw him as nothing how can I hit with a, uh, to them a heathen or somebody from a different culture that is beneath their culture? They were the rulers of the day. But when God's favor was, is upon you, you can rise, even in the hostile environment. He rose and did everybody bowed before him. The Bible says he bought the whole of Egypt because he was sustained the prim of God in his life. We have a position. We have something to do for this generation. It's not over yet. I have hope that some of some of us who think that it's over, God will surprise us with the powerful things, the powerful things that will say, "God, what were you waiting for? Look at these things. I'm excited for what uh, lays ahead." You see, if you want to see God is about to do something in America, you see what uh, in the world and is what when the enemy begins to move. He blanketed the whole world with COVID because God is about to move through the whole world. It's not the only one who will move. The Bible says the thief cometh. He will come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come. He's not the only one coming. Jesus is coming too. If we can allow him, he's coming with abundance of life. We have watched the thief come and take over the nations. And they tremble and they fear and change rules. But so is the son of God. Give him room. He's coming. He will come that we may have life. Don't always think that it's the, the enemy has upper hand in these things. No, he doesn't. Even as we worried about the end time things and what will happen, do you know who's the architect of the end time? God. Not Satan. Satan is also a player in what is happening at the end of the time. God is the architect. God is the source of what is going to happen. So if that is your father, why are you worried who is going to be what? If you go on the bus, first bus or the second bus, whatever time, the question is, be on the bus that is going. It doesn't matter which time or which season, just be ready for him. I told myself, if, if God is in me, there's no way he'll forget me. He cannot pick himself. He's in me. Why may I worry which time he's going to take the charge? As I, I watch over God being in my heart, and that's what matters most. If a rapture happens, as people, some people say, then I will, be, I will go. If it doesn't, still God is in me. There's no, there's no way I would miss it. Praise the, the name of the Lord. So let's focus on the right things. Let's focus on the word of God. I've, come, I've, I've preached here many times. But I'm a, as a labor to pray for the church tonight, God, come to the basic things. We build powerful things, but we forget the foundation. Who are you? What is the word of God to you? If we don't answer these basic things, prophetic words are meaningless. Please, capture the word of God. He says, He has exalted His word above His name. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo. It is that powerful to Him. What he speaks is the expression of his heart. And if you really want to know the intention of God for your life, listen to his word. This word is his heart. If you want to capture his heart, capture his word. Yes, we use the name of Jesus to heal the sick, but we have a word. He has. Hallelujah. He wants his word. You know, one of the things that has been the biggest problem with our charismatic movement. We have exalted power encounter over truth encounter. We want to see the power of God. Beautiful. I want to see that too. And I've been in that game for some time. Where I want to see God. And God has done it. But the real place of freedom is when Jesus says in John 8, verse 1 to 32. If you continue in my word. You shall be my disciple indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A place of freedom is continuation of, continuing in the word of God. That word is what will bring freedom. You see, I can pray for your leg to heal, but if your mind has not changed, you will never experience what God has for you. The transformation of your mind is what will cause you to enter into the things that God has. That is where freedom is. Yes, there's power to deal with the spiritual darkness and all these things and heal people. Beautiful. But God's intention is that my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Not because witch doctors or, or the cover bands or things. He's not worried about what, what, who is a ruler, who is what. He's worried that you have no understanding. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And knowledge is in the word of God. He said Israel has gone into captivity because of lack of understanding. But for you today, I challenge you and provoke you to, 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 to be a man and a woman of the word of God. Study. Don't worry about it. doesn't make sense when you do. If you hang on a little bit longer, it will yield. Don't assume you understand the word. You cannot understand. Your mind will be opened for you to understand. But you must show interest. I will show you a few things here quickly. It says in the Proverbs... Uh, 2 I just want to read that one and then we we'll. Proverb chapter 2 We need to cry out for understanding This is what the Bible says Uh, I want to give you a few steps to be, capture understanding of what the, 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 the Spirit of the Lord is, is releasing. Um, from 3 to 5, it says, Proverbs 2, Yeah, if thou criest after knowledge, and lift up the voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as hidden hid, hid treasures, then shall thou understand in the fear of the Lord. And find knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. But you see the key word here is. You know how we look for a job. We go to school to be a doctor. To be something. We, we, we prepare to get good money. But God is telling. If you want understanding knowledge. Then you must search for her. As a hidden treasure. A treasure is valuable. If you, you, you must search the scriptures with a heart. That there is treasure in there. As a hidden treasure, you must look for it. People have gone overseas or on high seas seeking for treasures. And people die seeking for wealth. But here is abundance that the world has ignored. And the church is ignoring. But if you want understanding, seek her. Be sealers And seek understanding. You know, the reason somebody said... To me, one day I read a scripture. Place somebody said, "The words, the the prophets and people who wrote the Bible wrote it in tears, and it, it will never yield its treasure to a casual observer, someone who just looked carelessly at the word. Oh, what? It, it will never yield its treasure because people paid the price. Some people had died for writing these things. How can we take it lightly and allow and God say, oh, it's okay. You want it.'" It's, it, no, if you really want it, pay the price of seeking, searching, praying. Ask. And it shall be given to you. Seek as a hidden treasure. You must be willing to lay aside time. The people like John Wesley, we were learning is, that they woke up early to read the word, to pray, to get understanding, and they changed a generation for God. How do we think that today, because of advance in technology? The only place that is not advancing in technology is in heaven. It's the same heaven that was during the time of Moses. The same heaven is God is not trying to get a new iPhone or a new. He's been where he has been long before. He saw what is coming. He said during the time of the end, craft will increase. So when we see this, we think we are clever, we are better generation than other before. But the heaven, the Bible says God saw this in the time of the end. Knowledge shall increase, and when we increase in knowledge, we know as if God doesn't exist. But that's a lie. God already seen everything. Would you embrace him and seek to understand the scripture? Basically, I think we're not going to go far as church without embracing the word of God. And that's what I have come to speak to you today. I know you've been, some of you in Bible school, you've read this, but feeding on it daily is the key. So you want Jesus to manifest in your life? Then obey his word. He said to do. To, 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 if you did, then hearken to the voice of the Lord, the, the Lord thy God and do what he has told you to do. Then he will lift you above the nations. The lifting comes out of the word too. Do you know that the physical things we cherish so much, if another plague hits us today like Corona or something else, do you know that you can wipe out every economic thing you put your trust into? It has tested us. We need to understand value does not lie in the things we see. That value lies in God, in the visible things that we don't see. Because the things we think can bring protection is beautiful. We should work hard to get it. But again, it can also disappear. Unfortunately, so. But with God, you can be stripped of everything, but remain with God. I remember reading a testimony of one of elder in the church in Seoul, Korea, the Yonkicho church. The guy was a wealth man, and, 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 and he was one of the ones dealing with salt, and he had a millionaire because he was almost the only supplier. And, and then there was a flood, and the water came into his warehouse, and all salt melted that he had. And people asked him, felt sorry for him. He said, so what are you going to do? He said, this, I still have the same hands and the same God who gave me an idea to do It will happen again. Those are men who never trusted in what God has given them, but God who gave them things. And they rose again to preeminence because they knew where their source is. So if you want to understand the word of God also, you need to be converted. The Bible says um, uh, uh, when they turned, the veil was removed. You, You have to turn the God intentionally. Jesus lamented to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil, because you don't understand what I'm saying. But if you are of God, you will understand what I'm saying to you. So I want you to be of God, not of this world. If you give yourself to the world, neither will you understand the things of God. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. You can't understand them with with a natural mind. And so the Pharisees wanted to understand the word of God. They were reading the Bible, but they could not understand. It was if the, Jesus was the very living word, they could never understand. He said, You are of your father. The word father is source. It's not a name, it's a title. It's a source sustainer. Hallelujah. So, what is your source? Your source has become the devil. He's the one inspiring everything you do. If you knew me, If you are of God, you are the source, you go back to your source, you will understand who I am. But you don't because you have become of. You are of the devil, your father, your source. Now, I know you are not that there yet. Hallelujah. You are not of that. But as the children of the father, Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. Do you hear him? Guys, this is not just a good sermon. Your life depends on understanding what God is going to do next. Because hearing God is going to be very crucial in the next seasons of our life. And walking to the voice of what God is speaking is going to be powerful. It can save you from making a decision that will destroy life or save lives. And so I ask you, humbly, would you commit to read the word? Will you pray the word? What you don't understand, lift it before God. This is what I read this, God, I don't understand. Help me. Amen? Um, I've given you that for today. I want you to meditate upon it. The other thing you need to understand is meditation. I don't want to take a lot of time. But meditation means you focus on that word. You don't understand this word. Even someone said a preacher looked at John 3.16 and preached 50 sermons. Non stop. Every Sunday he rose. God says, Preach on John, John 3 16. He preached. And then the following day, they preached at the same And the revelation kept coming from one scripture. They say, He preached so many. sermon. why? Because he meditated upon it and focused on And the treasure began to be yielded to him. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. That this church will be known as the church of the word. And you move because you come to perform that. It shall be performance of that good thing you promised them. As you spoke to, to Mary, it shall be a performance of that thing spoken of her. May every prophecy in this house, every promise to everybody in this church be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift your children before you. Just unveil, remove every covering that they may see what you spoke. And begin to pursue the words you've spoken in their lives. So that there's a tremendous change that is coming in their life. By the word you've spoken, but the promise. You keep your promise because you are faithful. We'll be good stewards of your word. Thank you, Lord, for this house. I bless them in Jesus' name.